Hey awesome people welcome all to her voice podcast series I'm Chetna your host a mother of two amazing kids and a lovely dog started this podcast with an intent to give a platform to all the women who want to share their little inner voice you might be a student you might be a manager you might be a director or you might be a ceo you might be a wife you might be a daughter you might be a sister or you might be a single mother wherever you come from whatever title you have earned for yourself there is always a little inner voice which has to be nurtured which has to be loud and which has to be heard and this is a platform which helps you to share that little inner voice This platform brings women from varied culture from varied background to share their little inner voice. Our today's guest is an animal activist. She has won the United Nations and International Human Rights Award for the selfless service to environment, human welfare and animal welfare. She has also been the speaker in the 11th World Peace Conference along with many other famous world leaders including Dalai Lama. Above all, she is a selfless soul. Let's put our hands together and welcome Jenny Leon Lopez. Welcome Jenny, welcome to Her Voice podcast and thanks for joining me in the show. Thank you Chetna thank you for having me I would love to know who is Jenny Well who is Jenny a person who's really kind and sympathetic and gentle with every being so when i say kindness has a myriad of things inside it right and what the world really needs right now is kindness so i feel that long gone are those days when people would say oh so and so is a kind person and and it's it's a trait that we praise but today it's a need it's a default in everybody we we i feel a person who's kind is considerate of others a person who has feelings will always value the other person's feelings and is always courteous in his behavior with with anybody he's helpful his nature by itself is helpful whether it is to the weaknesses or faults of others or it's extended to the whole area wherever he is it comes through a person can't be kind and be rude with somebody in a classroom or at work or at play you know you will be kind throughout so i call myself a very kind person and there is nothing to me other than that jenny how did your journey of rescuing animals started and uh, how old were you when you started this so my parents are also very kind people i was born and raised a catholic you know i grew i was very fortunate to grow up with my grandparents as well so the the whole puritanism was imbibed in us you know prayers everything i don't know whether it is inbuilt in me or it came genetically but when i was little and i was going to school in a rickshaw i saw a cow giving birth it was right in the middle of a field and we were passing by all the children were sitting along with me and there was blood all over and there was there were two legs spouting out and that kind of made me want to stop the rickshaw wala i was getting late for school i stood there and started crying loudly wailing i said rickshaw wala rickshaw wala do something and thankfully my mother who works in a hospital was was nearby 
and there was so much of noise that i created with passerbys and asking everybody to come and help i myself wanted to you know pull the baby out the baby calf pouting out of the mother cow and i was crying so much that the rickshaw wala had no other thing but to call people passerbys and everybody knew we were in a small township and then the, the hospital ambulance came and they helped the cow give birth to a calf i think that's where it all started and then from then on i would see anything bleeding hurt wounded whether it's children or my classmates falling down or seeing accidents on the road it just started from there i think i was 5 years old then how did the journey continued after that incident journey well as i said no it is i think it's the inbuilt characteristic i cannot see people or beings in pain i see pain i feel i can go all out and help them to my surprise i noticed that whenever i speak about it people get people also get kind of inspired when they see me get out of my cycle going to school helping a beggar or helping somebody on the street they will also look at me and stop and they will say okay little girls doing this and i can do it too i think when we become kinder you know we become more understanding and considerate of our existence around us life by itself around us every organism wants to live so then then when we start doing this and we our attitude is such towards nature then we notice that people around us will also start embracing these traits and i think that made me probably lead by example and as a small child you know my mother would get several phone calls saying that oh your daughter is today in my place it will be probably a tree getting cut and i'll stand there and stop them saying that oh it's such a large huge tree uncle why do you want to cut it and they'll say no shade falling on my house or something and i'll tell them no and i'll hug the tree and i'll say the tree also feels pain or it's taken so long to grow we can walk around it can't even walk it stands there and watches you and my brother would always be my messenger he was younger than me so he would run across to my house and tell mummy I mean today Chacha is in this house or she's speaking to somebody else or she's cleaning termites out of a tree so it just went on and on and on you know and I never I didn't realize that it came so far yeah how did you get to know okay this is my true calling and this is what I love pursuing in my life how did you got to know that I know that there are several instances in your life which has which you kept on doing but at some point of time you would have realized oh this is what i have made for like is there anything which you want to share that how is that you were able to make out that this is my true calling well i'm very old now so i can't really brush through much too much but i think my true calling came by by being very spiritual in nature both parents grandparents ever since we were children you know saying grace at meals school was itself a very strict roman catholic school so prayers before school prayers during each and every class and then you know prayers before you go to sleep at at home you wake up you pray you say your grace at meals all of this kind of imbibed a lot of spirituality in me parents were themselves really very secular they did not really push you into that whole biblical approach of life because i lived in a very cosmopolitan society as well we had a lot of hindus punjabis my class itself we had only 3 catholics 3 christians the rest were all hindus so spirituality is applied so when you get, when you say a true calling it's it's like your when when your heart kind of goes out and deepens connections with other people other beings 
and you're very empathetic, you don't really feel that there is something called a very non-material or a metaphysical call. You just keep doing. You know, other people do otherworldly things, like very ethereal, very, like I said, metaphysical. For me, it was never like that. I, I lived in a fantasy world. It's like Alice in Wonderland. I was thinking my main topic of life is suffering or what happens after, you know, the deepening connection with other people. So I feel, so what are the signs of spirituality? When I say a human being is spiritual, that means you ask deep questions about topics like suffering, what happens after death, you deepen your connections with other people, you like to get into their lives and see what's causing uh, them experiences of trauma or whatever, you know. Happiness, you don't care. But the interconnectedness happens only when you're in awe or where you're in wonder of something and you say, wow, God created this. God made this miracle. So it keeps you grounded. So in that, I kept paying attention to bodies outside of my body and they were an extension of mine. So I would feel, if I can feel pain, they can feel pain. If I feel insulted, they feel insulted. So it's just mindfulness. So it also helps you reduce stress. So when you are grounded and you're very, what do you call, your mindfulness is there, you'll understand you like yourself is somebody else, exactly like you. So you pay attention to their bodies as much as yours. So when they are hurt and bleeding, falling, broken, you feel that same pain. I felt that I had that more than anybody else around me in the family too. Anybody is hurt or paining. My mother would like to say that, Try to give it to Jenny in smaller pieces because if you just say, oh, somebody's dying or oh, grandma is very seriously ill, she will take it hard on herself. Remember I shared with you that while we were in our catechism class, we always have adoration and prayers and stuff like that. I really felt I'm being called. I felt that my purpose is something different. So when I was little itself, right from astrologer who had done my kundali, to everything. I mean, my father, my brother always said that Jen would definitely be a different person. Don't try and put her into the same frame as everybody else. She she will start something on her own or she has a thought of her own. And that empathy and sympathy and compassion for others continued. Uh, so there is no boundary. It's, it's not like that, like everybody else wants to be a doctor or an engineer or something. I never really had those thoughts. I never felt that I should grow up and become somebody. I felt I'm already that somebody. I was always living in the present moment. I was unable to ever tell the difference between whether I was hallucinating, whether it was a passing thought or whether I was actually performing day-to-day -day activities with a clear mind because very grounded, extremely grounded person. You know, so that, that kind of set me apart and sometimes people will say, oh, she's mad or she's different. Anybody who's different is considered abnormal, right? So I was really never in that... Uh, you know, one path of let me study hard and become an engineer or let me study hard and become a doctor. I wasn't that way. I studied hard. I always had 16, 17 different priorities. I said, okay, I'm flying to be a pilot. So if I can't become that, then I'll do the next, which is hotels. I loved doing hotel management. If I can't become that, I'll become a journalist. I always kept these things where I can connect with lots of people, you know, something where I can be on. So that's it. My calling was that. <laughs> the two things which I'm curious to know, Jenny, is uh, staying grounded is one thing which has helped you and being in the present. How one can practice it? 
how to stay grounded and uh, practice being in the present moment okay good question chetna well um to be grounded means what really in reality it means we have to be aware of our surroundings and to know the difference between what is real and what is not real many times specifically i'm talking about the younger generation people that i'm seeing on a day to day basis i feel that they're more in a fantasy world expecting something that's going to happen but it's not there and then we come into trauma get into depression when it doesn't happen we get panic attacks because we're thinking oh i planned this but didn't happen or we get manic episodes we behave in a different way with people and all sorts of psychosis and mental health symptoms set in all because we do not understand the the difference between real and what is not real so being grounded actually means understand that you are in this present moment right now i'm talking to chetna on a show which is going to be a podcast and you're listening to it if you are able to differentiate between just a passing thought and your reality is when i you can say you're really grounded many a times we are not that's where mindfulness comes in we must be very much aware of our own physical practices as much as our mental practices sorry our mind is more sharper than our, our body our body runs only with our mind so like the, the name itself mindfulness it's something that you can only do with your mind pay attention to our bodies easiest way for us to reduce our stress is by just stepping into mindfulness and say now i am grounded this is my reality and here's where i am and yes of course to be grounded you need to have a very very good quality of life grounding techniques is where you perform everything with a clear mind don't clutter it and yes get plenty of sleep <laughs> very well put across jenny thank you for sharing this i would again go back to that previous question like as you were telling about like your true calling and with spiritual connection so what is according to you the definition of spirituality all right spirituality is basically in the biblical faith it is understood to refer to a relationship between god and man and that can be kind of clubbed under holiness gift of spirit life in the spirit and being a disciple of the spirit right spiritual means relating to people's thoughts and beliefs rather than to their bodies and physical surroundings and their materialistic wealth and all of that so when i say i'm spiritual i relate to their beliefs to their thoughts to their ideologies and not to how much they earn or own you get my point so when i say I'm, i i live entirely by spiritual values i mean i live in a world of imagination when i say a person is spiritual it means that you ask a lot of deep questions about sufferings experiencing compassion and empathy for others experiencing feeling of interconnectedness these are the uh, ways in which we say okay someone is spiritual so i feel that is what spirituality is according to me and if you take the biggest the, the greatest shloka uh, which builds and binds the world together today which is aham brahmasmi which means i am the creator i am brahma so so what does that mean it means you have the gift of the spirit the spirit in you should give spirit into others you live a life in that spirit and you are the disciple of that spirit that's why we say spiritual i hope i made that clear um, i would say 
that that spirituality is what recognizes our role in life i think that's more aptly put yeah wow spirituality is what helps us to recognize the role of our life very aptly put across jenny with that let me move to the next question how an individual or a community or a nation can lead a harmonious and peaceful life well number 1 is you know well, a candle doesn't lose anything by lighting another candle so i think number 1 is to care and care genuinely for each other we can't fake a real caring heart can we so kind people a feeling of caring for others and making sure you wish to ease their pain is genuine is one way that there can be harmony in the world you know you are looking after each other you know that that's a zone there is a there was a movie called paid forward in which you know people keep doing little acts of kindness to each other and when as a chain you know i do it to someone then he goes ahead and does it to someone so i feel kindness is something that is genuine fundamental trait where people understand each other's pain and they sh- genuinely showcase kindness to each other you know when when kind people are people who never judge another person who is pouring their heart out to them when you're non-judgmental and you don't hate you create more space in your life when all that excess baggage is thrown away right so i would say a kind person lives in peace with himself or herself and is caring towards each other and treat everybody like friends smile at each other this harmony all around right why do we have to hate what's the need people like us are around we are completely committed we are completely committed to ensure that we do not interrupt the harmony in the society we belong in we look at people in the eye we make sure that we always offer a helping hand we do not do things for people because of who they are how, or what they own or they have a strata or something in society but because of who we are people don't even have to ask us we when we understand how it is to be in a tough spot we understand how it is when others are in a tough spot so hence we have feeling and consideration for people so we sense their trouble we 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 go ahead and see okay how can i offer help never hesitate and if each one of us are doing it unexpected kindness is the most powerful so we go ahead and go ahead and keep giving them and it's less costly it doesn't cost a thing is the most underrated agent of human change in the world so that utopia we think doesn't exist exists it exists within us remember the the saying that says was goes around comes around so that's that's how we should be if we celebrate life and live to the fullest we can ensure that we can as an individual keep on talking or spreading that harmony with each other and that's how the nation can lead a harmonious life like a river flowing it nourishes everything around it that's how we should be show appreciation gratitude all around family friends nurture our relationship tell people how important they are praise them more often embody that whole gratitude and harmony and appreciation within us and when we do it to others they will do it to others what leads to disharmony in a society it is inequality the haves and the have nots and the ratio between that being so big 
so when we can effectively go ahead and have feelings for people and are kind and we know that our little gestures can or a smile or what we do for them can create more happiness for people so that gratitude and appreciation can create a lot of harmony in where we live and around us caring and being kind is the key completely agree jenny so jenny what is the difference between selfless and self love well if you were to ask me no because loving yourself is the most selfless thing you can do because see there is a ripple effect of self love only when you love yourself can you share your love with others a major aspect of loving ourselves is giving to others because it brings us joy to give the more you love yourself and fill yourself with love the more you desire to share that love with others don't you agree think our mind our body and our soul are always in constant communication with each other isn't it so when we take that approach of for example take yoga for example yeah when we are in a yoga when we put our mat on and we're sitting on and we're doing yoga what are we doing mind body and soul are in constant communication right have you noticed the little approaches that we take in transitions the space between inhale and exhale that that space you know where we are applying little, little things where we are nurturing ourselves have you seen that those are little little opportunities that we are giving the three elements of our body similarly self love so when i'm trying to say that there is no difference between self love and loving somebody loving others it means that when we love ourselves can we love somebody else can we love others for example when there is self self love and you have to love your partner okay there is no boundary between both if loving a partner feels like an obligation for example like what you need to do rather than what you want to do then what you are giving is actually not love got it it's more an obligation oh he's my husband i'm bound to do oh he's my child i'm bound no when you love someone then you want to give to that person everything because you want to keep on nurturing the relationship because that's that's what's also loving means to you and you're loving yourself by doing so so if you feel like you're obligated to keep a relationship nurtured then it is that you're kind of wanting to take control by caretaking so when you're doing a form of control that's not loving but what is really happening is that we sometimes are ignoring what genuinely makes us happy genuinely gives us an integrity with our own soul for example if your baby is crying at night and you're really exhausted after work yeah so you might be kind of wounded self might say that taking care of yourself is to let your baby cry but on a deeper level if you really tune into what makes you feel good is that even if you're feeling hurt you're exhausted you you get up and get your helpless crying baby to be calming down and everything by thinking that hey i love my baby more than i need to sleep because i chose to have this child so that means there is sleep deprivation there is a lot of uh, stuff that i need to stay in tune with myself and make sure i nurture the baby so there is a lot of self love included in uh, in loving a society or being selfless when you're saying you're selfless there is a lot of self love included in it so what i'm trying to say is say is that 
take truly loving care of your soul love yourself love and take care of your soul and more caring you are about your soul more loving and selfless you will be as a person thank you for sharing this journey what are your future plans okay my future plans i'd like to set up sanctuaries across india to start with we'll start off with the animal ones first and then we'll start move on to the, uh, the human ones my plan in future is to set up sanctuaries across india starting with bangalore there'll be about 35 of them to be precise by year 2035 animal welfare sanctuaries which will be self sustainable it will be for all animals not just dogs and cats but depending on the state wide thing across the states for example kolkata west bengal gandhinagar in gujarat one in pondicherry so it depends on what kind of animals there are in those areas which would require more rescues all these sanctuaries will have their own quarantine centers veterinary facility cottages for uh, people to come and stay volunteer csr activities happening between corporates to come understand what animal welfare really is see kindness comes from all of this right so if you have to build kindness in the society then humans must think beyond themselves the plan is to set up animal sanctuaries across india and i will slowly be adding sri lanka and bangladesh as well a little bit moving towards the subcontinent where we are building sanctuaries self sustaining where many people can join in we'll have certificate courses for children and students and people interested to learn about animal welfare to understand how we can understand other sentient beings and all of that that is such a thoughtful initiative journey my best wishes hey listeners if you want to contribute or be a part of this cause you can reach out to jenny her contact details are mentioned in the description so with that let me move to the next question jenny how was your experience at the 11th world peace conference all right so i was supposed to be actually congratulating uh, biku ji who won the peace award that year it was an excellent feeling i mean out of the world first of all very humbled because i never thought that i will be called but yes it was completely a amazing experience i really have a lot of gratitude and appreciation for people who uh, do so much for society and uh, biku maharaj ji who won the world peace award this time around and also abdul kalam peace award this year has done so much in le ladakh and these places monasteries meditation centers a lot of space uh, for animals goshalas for women so of course it was uh, an amazing ex- experience um, i felt really really humbled and honored thank you well one last question what is that one final message you would love to share to my audience well this is all a woman audience so my final message uh, would be uh, to what whatever i've said i'm just putting it all in a capsule so be, being mindful of who we are staying grounded we as women always think that okay we are the givers the providers the nurturers but we need to be givers and providers and nurturers to ourselves so remember that never be obligated to keep relationship nurtured because then it's likely that you're taking control don't try and take control no form of control is loving so if you really want to 
be very loving then practice self love if you love yourself you love your soul you do exactly what you really want to do then you are loving yourself when you love yourself you'll be able to love everybody there's a ripple effect of self love remember only when you are able to love yourself can you love others so ex- being extremely kind understand the spirit the spirit of life in everybody if it is to you it is to them too so hence spirituality practicing spirituality relating to other people's thoughts and beliefs rather than to their bodies or their education or their physical surroundings or what they own relate to the spirituality aspect and then we can have lot of kindness in the society and don't stay quiet communicate 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 all of us should just communicate that's the essential piece of having a harmonious life when we notice everything around us carefully and we are looking what's happening all all around us especially if you have got animals you have a pet for instance when you have a dog he doesn't say anything but you still know that it, he wants to play he wants to go out he wants to have fun roaming around he wants to come and sit with you or want to come and sit on the sofa remember they don't say anything but you know it why do our relationships fail think about it because we do not communicate we don't talk to each other anymore so let's communicate more often and let's embody gratitude and appreciation let's praise more oh that's something nice you said oh that's a good thing you did oh i'm so thankful that you fixed the switch for me thank you very much for doing that oh, i know you're working late hours so that we you can feed our family you know appreciation little little small small messaging which goes out as gratitude to your friends family keeps on nurturing your relationship so when you surround yourself with that nurturing relationship all around you you surround surround yourself with positivity you always show appreciation and gratitude and you celebrate life to the fullest you'll always be happy all around you you will see unexpected uh, gift of kindness coming to you and you will feel yourself giving away that kindness to others so that's when we live life with passion and purpose i wish you all a great life passion and purpose and don't ever think that you're lower or lesser than anybody we are all great in what we do we're just one piece of us in this world there's only one you so make the best of you and live every moment with zeal excitement taking care of your mind body soul and cherish every moment cherish every moment life is small <laughs> thank you jenny for such a wonderful message thank you Hey listeners if you enjoyed listening to this episode please leave your review and don't forget to share it among your friends and family and do subscribe to my podcast and until my next episode believe in yourself love yourself and live the life that you're dreamt of this is chetna here signing off for now